Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Derek? Episode one twenty one, bruv. One twenty one, which is eleven times eleven. Anyways, look at you. Um, we'll start with today's useless fact, and then we'll dive into the sponsors for today's episode. Useless fact: the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. It was apparently chosen because of its connection with dominance and chivalry, as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. So, that's what you're honeymooning in, is the land of the unicorn. I did know that. So, that was today's useless fact for those that didn't know, because apparently Derek's a savant and knows all things Scottish. Well, the Sassanac whiskey that I got from Scotland had a unicorn on the label, and I'm like, why? Then I researched it and figured that out. Noise. So why would your... Hold on. What? Before you start with your 75 questions like every week, we have to do our weekly sponsors. We don't have to. We love to. But we also have to. So my take (laughs) away. (laughs) Queen City Creative Works. What up? Uh, They're a family-owned business located in Cheek to Vegas, a.k.a. Cheek to Wagga, a.k.a. Buffalo, for those that don't know. If you want anything personalized or branded, you can go on the website queencitycreativeworks.com, find a item, uh, select it off their website, and they will embroider it for you and then ship it to your house. They do great work. They do a lot of fun things. Uh, we partnered with them. Uh, they are the ones that made this table that we use every single week. And now we partnered with them in making branded merchandise. So if you're interested in buying a couple items uh, that Derek and I agreed with uh, the owners of Queen City Creative Works, Nick and Lisa, on, uh, then feel free to hop on over to the website and buy it, and then they will ship it to you regardless of where you are in the world. Uh, They are awesome people. They do work hard. They work full-time as well outside of their business, and they are still crushing it while raising two children. So... Queen City Creative Works, thank you very much. And then also just a quick shout out to Addies for their logo, which is like here or here. I don't know if this is going to flip or not, but um, they're there. They're on our screen. So thank you, Addies. 
And Derek, what was your question? Why would you choose a animal, like your national animal, when it's mythical and they don't exist? Doesn't that mean your country doesn't exist? <laughs> I love Scotland, but you should probably choose something like maybe a lion. Or what something. else would you choose? A blue whale? A lion. A lion? I don't know. And if you're going to say lions don't exist in Scotland, they're unicorns. <laughs> so what are you talking about? You know, why would you choose something mythical for your national animal? Because they can. They're probably blitzed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Is there requirements? Can you look at Are there requirements to make a national animal? Like, what does it... Obviously, it doesn't have to be real. Are there requirements to... I don't even know what to look up. Pick a national animal? <laughs> what are the requirements for a country to choose a national, national animal, not an anthem? According to the CIA World Factbook, there are no strict rules for choosing a national animal. It can be any creature that over time has come to be closely identified with a country or entity. How are national animals chosen? The national animal may be selected based on how well it represents certain characteristics that a country wants to be identified with. The mythical. <laughs> you know? I mean, we are speaking about the country that took a organic matter and set it on fire underneath barrels and said, good idea. Yeah. So, um... That's wild. Do you know, kind of another useless fact that I told Mike the other day, we changed our national animal. What was that about? Why no did we one, change from the no beautiful bald eagle? No one's identifying to a that. Yes, they are. No it's one's real. Say, yeah, but no Look one's... it up. Yeah, I, Derek, I understand that, but no <laughs> one is going along with it. It doesn't matter if you go along with it. You chose it. It's the bald it's eagle until is. we die. No, it's not. No, it it's is. the buffalo what? It's a bison. The bison, yeah. And it's... No. No. It's How do you eagle. change your national animal? <laughs> it's forever a bald eagle. But it's not, though. That's the thing. I understand that, Derek. <laughs> but in regards to the you population that of this country... You understand this happened while Trump was in office, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. 2018. He was two years in. Why? I Can you look him. it up? Call him. Why did... Uncle J Don. Jamie, look it up. Why did... We change our national animal. It doesn't make it. Is it because bald eagles are extinct and people were trying to poach them? I mean, in, in, bisons are borderline extinct. Are they? It's our national bird. It's not necessarily our national animal. Do we have a national? Well, our, the, it doesn't. Still doesn't make sense though because we just. The New York Post posted about it in 2016. What about what? Changing the national animal. Move over bald eagle. The U.S. as a new national animal. The bisons become the official national mammal of the United States under legislation signed into law by President Obama on Monday. Obama changed it. Look at that. Lawmakers spearheading the efforts say the once nearly extinct icon deserves the elevated stature because of its economic and cultural significance in the nation's history. Millions of bison once roamed the Great Plains. About 500,000 now live in the U.S., but most of those have been crossbred with cattle and are semi-domesticated. About 30,000 wild bison roam the country with the largest population in Yellowstone. Supporters of the legislation, probably all Democrats, say they believe the recognition will elevate the stature of the bison to that of the bald eagle, long the national emblem, and bring greater attention to ongoing recovery efforts of the species. I hope that in my lifetime, thanks to a broad coalition of ranchers, wildlife advocates, and tribal nations, we will see bison return to the prominent place that they once occupied in our nation's short grass prairies. 
said Democrat Senator Martin Henrick of New Mexico, who worked with Republican Senator John Hoven of North Dakota to pass a Senate version of the legislation. Makes sense that a North Dakota congressman wanted this to exist, and it also makes sense that a Democrat wanted to change it. Because by party's nature, that's what Democrats do. Not to get political, but that's how it is. What do you mean not to get political? Anyways. Half of our episodes are political. Golly, <laughs> this is making me mad. Why, so, why does it make you so mad? I don't like change, Derek. I don't like change. Is it full or we're not at 86 degrees in here? It's a little warm, bro. It's not 86. No way. It's warm. It's not 86. We have a bro. lot of insulation around us, Derek. <laughs> There's a lot of insulation within us, you know? There you go. Also, Nick Offerman's in a new movie. I saw that. The thing with Pamela Anderson and Seth Rogen. Yeah. First, so let's get back to this national animal thing because I can see it's firing you up and I enjoy it. So why does it bother you so much? Just because it's change or do you just associate yeah. freedom with the bald eagle? Yeah, that's what it's been for 30 goddamn years. And all of a sudden you want to make it a bison? When did we come up with the bald eagle as a national animal? <laughs> I don't know You're why. You're lucky I have unlimited data. <laughs> When did the bald eagle become the – that heater's going to explode. I think so. National animal. Here we go. Drop down 1782. It had a good run, but don't change things, <laughs> all right? Leave it alone. At that point, why change it? Exactly. It's been around for over 200 exactly. years. Exactly. Why was it the bald eagle at first? <laughs> I don't know why you put your phone down. <laughs> the bald eagle's role as a national symbol is linked to its 1782 landing on the Great Seal of the U.S. Since ancient times, the eagle has been considered a sign of strength. Roman legions use the animal as their standard or symbol. That's why. Derek. That makes sense then for us to have. Of course it does. Stop it. You didn't know that before you read it. No, I'm saying I agree with you. It <laughs> makes sense. It's a symbol of strength. What are bisons a symbol of? I think they're like year 1986 and year 2004 on a Chinese New Year calendar. <laughs> what does a bison represent? Weakness and socialism. <laughs> The bison's an Ice Age survivor, the nation's largest land mammal, and a long-standing symbol of freedom, strength, and self-determination that has been famously symbolized in the Buffalo Nickel and the U.S. Department of the Interior's official seal. So, you don't hate that it's a buffalo. You just hate that it changed. Correct, because I don't like change. Because it stands for virtually the same thing. Correct. What, what if it was just an effort to, like, let's save some bison? Yeah, it's full. I knew that was going to happen. What if it? What if it was just a? Hello. What if it was just to like save some bison? We got a drink. This is a beep. <sighs> I don't need an excuse. Not today. Yeah, we make it. We make rules up as we go along. So okay, that makes more sense now. You're mad because it just changed, not because it's sick. Yeah, that's what I said. Something weak. Right. Yeah. We eat bison, though. We don't eat eagles. Correct, because we let them fly, baby. <laughs> Try it. Praise God. So, question for you. What would you do this week? Answer for you. I don't know. Dude, I you ask me this every single week, and I'm always thrown off You came over for the it. game. I came over for the game, and then I added it. You came over the for the game. I did for this week. We were hanging out. We were having fun. Gina was taking a nap. 
God bless her. Colleen gets up, flips her laundry, walks around the corner, water's on the floor. Water's on the floor in my basement, Derek. I work six days a week keeping someone's basement dry, and I got water in my own basement inside my own home with guests in my space. What was your immediate thought? Was your immediate thought when something like that happens, like, I'm a piece of garbage? No. That's what mine is. Who hurt you? <laughs> we do not want to unpack that story. <laughs> Autumn Leaf, you need to come on. Um, I'm a piece of shit. I deserve to die young. Have you ever seen Grandma's Boy? <laughs> yeah. God, you're such a piece of shit. I deserve to die young. It's like, all right, easy. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> my roommates got me new rims. Um <laughs> So my first thought was my hot water tank died because I knew where she was. I knew it was kind of old, thought it was new. It wasn't. <laughs> but when she saw when she said there's a lot of water on the floor and she was I could hear her voice so clear that I knew she was facing me. I knew that she was in front of something. And all this was split second, and I'm just like, there's there's only one explanation because I know the basement, and it's got to be the hot water tank. So I stand up, and I walk around the corner, and sure enough, there's a ton of water on the floor. Obviously, storage is in totes. It's up on a shelf. I'm not an idiot. Um, the basement's waterproofed. So I'm staring at the hot water tank, and I go, yep, the overpressure valve hose is just leaking water. We try to collect it with towels. You go upstairs, you grab the towels that we have left. Um, I go back up and grab all the towels that you didn't know if they were able to be used, which why would you because it's not your house. Um, Go downstairs, throw it down, grab a little bucket, call my dad. Hot water tank died. Just letting you know, basically, you know, I'll keep you posted. But it wasn't split. It was leaking. It was pissing water. Over overflow the, pipe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The over the the overpressurized relief valve has a pipe hooked up to it per code, and it just pissed water all over the floor. So next thing is, you know, this is documented forever. My work does hot water tanks. There's a workaround, right? So we call our friend. He's QRF. He shows up. After telling me, go to Home Depot, buy a tank, I'll install it. Thanks. We skipped the bureaucratic nonsense, get the house up and running. I got people coming over. Worked the code, though. Codes were followed. So, go to Home Depot. I know more than you. Yeah. Walk in a circle, end up finding the hot water tanks. Um, grab the one we need, load it up, drive home. You know, hot water tanks, you think, 1200 bucks to replace them. It was... It was not that much, thank God. So it was six hundred some odd dollars to pick up a tank, no big deal. Uh, picked up a ream forty gal short, crushing it, and go home. Carry the thing downstairs with Derek. Luckily, we don't, you know, I don't know, pull my mom. Uh, get downstairs safely, and then we unbox this thing. And by that time, our buddy shows up who works in heating and cooling professionally knows what to do, has all the tools, shows up and says, yeah, let me check out this old tank, pulls out the overpressurized valve, the entire internal section of it's calcified. It's got like this white custard sitting on the end of it. And then I show it to my wife. She goes and throws up. 
we then drain the old hot water tank into the sump pump, melt all the snow outside, and from there, get this new hot water tank installed within two hours, and the house is back up and running. It was just insanity. At the same time, two other people show up at the house, you know, welcome, welcome to the party, uh, and then I basically missed like two drives, and that was it. Yeah, overall, it was a good. It was it was fine. It was fine. It it really you wasn't that bad. Maintained your composure too, which I was kind of shocked about. What do you think I was going to do? Punch a wall like Kyle? I mean, that's what I've heard happens. Oh my god! Just no, kidding. I know. No, uh, you, it's not you that may, bad. You... Normally, I swear a lot, but no, I was fine. Well, I know that I would be mad, and it, I know that you were mad. It's just, it, what can you do? Why are you like? Exactly. There's no reason to be mad. It just yeah. happens. I know. And then and now nothing, you won't have to think about it for another ten years. No, and I'm moving. So I'd never have to do another hot water tank in that house, thank God. But yeah, I knew like the boiler was fine. The boiler wasn't affected. It's up on a pad. All the storage wasn't affected. Utility sink, washer and dryer were not affected. We picked up the water. We identified it quickly. We were home, thank God, because this previous weekend we were in Syracuse. So if it went when we were out of town, the water was still on. It would have just flooded the entire basement. I would have lost yeah. everything. Um I, I don't even know how I would have survived that, honestly. So Isn't that weird how that works out, though? Yeah. There, obvi- you know, we talk about God. We've talked about space, but there was somebody watching over that for sure. So anyways, got a new hot water tank. Everything's working fine. Water feels way better. Tell you that. Does it? Yeah, it feels softer. Colleen did a bunch of research because she's like, I guess the, the water's going to be like in better condition coming out. And I was like, really? And then, yeah, like, sure, shit, it is. Like, it, it's it's not as calcified, obviously, because right. the tanks over time get calcified, and that's what causes them to die and leak all over the place. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it's softer in the shower. My skin feels a little bit better, and my hair is better. So, it's wild, but I'm taking, like, two showers a day because, you know, work, I just get disgusting. Yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Would so, you ever get tankless in your new yeah, place? Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent. I'm getting tankless in my next house. What? Have you thought of, like, big expenses? In my next house? Yeah. Oh, dude, I already got a map. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Brand new interior drainage with a triple safe sump pump. So it's got three sump pumps and one sump pump crock. It's got its own battery backup. It's got its own secondary pump inside the same crock. I'm never going to have to worry about it. It's all going to go to a bubbler system outside underground. Geothermal done. Solar panels on the roof. Geothermal? What do you mean? So geothermal is using the Earth's temperature to also heat your house. So your energy savings are like kaput. How do you do that? Solar? That's what you're talking about? Yeah, it's solar with geothermal. So it's it's expensive up front, but the long-term savings are dumb. So I've been talking to a buddy who's got it done in his house. You know him. He's got the, the insane collection in his basement. Yeah. He's got all that, and he's like, dude, it's my electricity bill's like $6 a month, and then my heating is like 12 Damn, Like, guess, really? disgust- Yeah, much? it's disgusting. That's awesome. Yeah, so do that. Um, I'm looking at metal roofs. The only issue with them is that, you know, if it hails or whatever, then you get dense and then yeah. your roof's kind of shot. But otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that. And then, yeah, I mean, I've also thought about a cyber truck, but I just think they're sweet. There's no use for them, though. There is a huge use for them. For what? What, what do, do you, you mean? What do you need a cyber truck for that you can't use a regular truck for? That costs like half the price. Cyber trucks aren't that expensive. They're only like fifty grand. Really? Yeah. Unless you get a specific transmission that bumps it up. But what they're going to do, which I'm waiting for, this is why I haven't gotten a Tesla yet. Plus, I just love gas because petroleum fuels everything. <laughs> um, 
they're going to make the roof solar panels. So your car is charging itself. Oh, so cool. you don't need a wall outlet, basically like the wall charger mm-hmm. for 220. So as you drive, it charges itself. That's what I'm waiting for. Once that's incorporated, I'll probably get a Cybertruck. The thing is like, it's bulletproof, man. You can do everything with that. And it's it's electric. So I save a ton of The only thing you have to do is just rotate your tires a hell of a lot, but who cares? So that's what I'm waiting for. Are they four wheel drive? All the drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get them all. That that's when it jumps up in price yeah. to like sixty or seventy five or whatever it is. But still, seventy five thousand for a brand new truck, no miles, with its capabilities. God, yeah. Plus, then by that time they're gonna have their self driving mode actually established, which I've I've been in their beta. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's wild. So waiting on that, but that's that's what I'm thinking about. But then I'm still gonna buy a John Deere and then cut my grass because hell yeah, and then have a snowblower attachment hookup on it and then i can just sit in the tractor and drink a little bourbon and oh, yeah. snowblow so when you get a new house what are you looking for in the basement now now that you know what you're now that you work in the field what are you looking for poured foundations yeah no stone no cinder block poured foundations i'm looking for some pumps i'm seeing what the current interior drain tile is i'm looking at s- how can you see that though if the walls are up and it's poured for what? Interior drain tile. Because it feeds into the sump pump, which is all inside. The interior drain tile is interior. It's sitting just off the footer inside your basement. Uh, and then it okay. feeds into your sump pump crock. So that's why I always check sump pumps, because I'm just like, what's happening inside the sump pump? Is there any drain tile going into this thing? Is the drain tile clogged? Is the drain tile flowing? Like, what's happening? What kind of drain tile is there? Is it PVC? Is it corrugated pipe? Is it clay? Then it, then it starts, you know, showing the full picture. So I... As soon as I walk into a house, when I'm going to buy a house, I'm not going upstairs. Colleen can go up there, look around. I don't give a shit. I'm downstairs because that's if you don't have a foundation, you don't have a house. Right. So I'm looking at that. If there's I beams in there, who did it? When was it done? Is there a warranty? How did they do it? How does it look? Like there's a lot of questions. So I'm excited. But yeah, that's and then I'm looking at the shape. I'm looking at linear feet. I'm doing measurements because then I, I know immediately how much it's going to cost. Big house, big bills. You know, what's, what's my plan for that basement? What kind of lot is the house sitting on? Could I entertain upstairs and outside compared to downstairs like I am now? Because if I'm able to do upstairs and outside, then I can just invest the money downstairs and then not necessarily finish it, but make sure it's never going to have water issues. Right. If I'm going to finish it, what do I have to do first? How do the walls look? Are there fractures? Have there been fractures already repaired? You would still want to entertain downstairs, though, anyway. Maybe. There wouldn't, you, it depends on the house. You would, re- you would not finish a basement? Correct. Wow. That's wild. Dude, basements have so many issues. I know, but they're and then, so nice. Sure, but then if something happens, everything you finished, it's wasted money because yeah. you have to replace all of it. That's a lot of money that you got to think about, you know? So if you're buying it, you know, we've had this discussion. If you're buying a house from 1910, sick, have at it, man. You got nice crown molding. You better have an extra 40000 saved for that basement because that stone foundation isn't necessarily going to fall over, but it's going to weep. And then if you finish your basement with a little exposed stone wall for look so it's rustic, all of that water is going to come in because it's nothing but fieldstone sitting in mortar. It's two feet thick, which is sick. The foundation is going to last longer than the house above it, but it's designed to weep. Yeah. So water is going to show up. So if you don't have a system in place, you're screwed. So all of that's in my that's you know that's on my radar. That's what I'm excited about. That's why I can't wait to start looking for a house. You're going to annoy the hell out of a realtor. You should just say stay in the car. They know it. So that's that's a benefit is the realtors work with 
my like where I work every day. So they know, like, hey, I work for so-and-so. They're just going to just be like, do your thing. Because, you know, and they're already going to know, like, if he doesn't approve of this house, then I'm not wasting my time either. That's good. Right. We can just go right to the next house. So, yeah, I mean, when when we move, you and I, because that's how this is going to go, then, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to bring you along. Dude. And be like, yo, Mike, I like this house. Come with me real quick. Correct. I'm down. Yeah, because otherwise I'd have to charge a realtor. Yeah. Two seventy five for a consultation, <laughs> pay me direct for my time. But because it's you, I can just show up and hammer it with you, and then just be like, "Nah, keep looking." Sick house, That's pretty cool. Yeah. But keep looking. But yeah, I'm looking for entertainment space. I'm looking for like a cigar <clears throat> cabana outside. Like, where can I smoke a cigar with the boys? So, would you ever get a crawl a house with a crawl space? I would. It just depends on the height of the crawl space, and then if if HVAC duct work and any, any like infrastructure aspects are in that crawl space, what's going on? Like. Cabins, cottages rather, in Angola are super low, right? They're like a foot high. So in regards to a full encapsulation, it's too low for us to go in and do any work. But if there's HVAC duct work inside that crawl space to go to different aspects of the house, which nine times out of ten it does, that crawl space is too low to waterproof. Most of them have like a centralized cove in the center going all the way out, so the water pools, mm-hmm. but that ductwork isn't necessarily in the lowest spot. It's always it's all over the place. So when water shows up, specifically in Angola, which it always does, especially when you know, then you lose power, which is a whole separate conversation, all that ductwork gets rusted out. Yeah. Then you have to replace your entire HVAC system inside your house. That's a lot of bones. I'm not I'm not, I don't want to do that. But if the crawl space is a nice crawl space, you can get, you know, on your knees and you're looking around and you can see what's going on. Yeah. But again, what's the size of that crawl space? Because right. then you're you're still looking at twenty grand to fully encapsulate it. I don't want to do that, you know. But most houses in this area, anyways, don't have crawl spaces. It's super far in between. Yeah. It's mainly out in south towns and things like that. But because we like to party in our basements, you know, when we they're like dry. To get hammered, yeah, yeah, when they're dry. So I it's I'm excited to house look um, or house search and just get back into that because we looked at fifteen houses before we found our house, but that was in 2017. So. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, it's it's really going to come down to, you know, budget so we can mm-hmm. kind of figure out what's actually happening and hopefully if everything crashes in a year. Right. But, but is if that, not, you're going to sell. Yeah, but where am I going to go? You know, just because I sell and I'm sitting on liquid doesn't mean that I can reinvest it because yeah. there's no houses available. One of our realtor friends, Angie, what's up? She posted a cool graphic about how the housing market dips, yeah, and you might be paying $50,000 less right now. Um, or $50,000 $50, less in a year when the housing market crashes, but your interest rate goes up, so your monthly payment's the same, mm. which was pretty interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Have you have you been looking at the the quote-unquote bubble to see if it's doing anything? Is it bursting? Is it still increasing? Like, what's going on? Right now, it's pretty stable from, from what I've been seeing. What are the interest rates? Do you know? No, not offhand. I don't either. Not offhand. Yeah. I mean, we have phones. We can look it up. True. But- that was, I think they're still low, right? They're still like... Well, yeah. I think the banks are just giving things away. Yeah. Um, but I think... What was what was that stat? It's like 7% first time since 1982 that the inflation's been at this rate, this high. Hold on. I'll look it up. I wouldn't doubt it. I think it was 7%, which kind of makes me sick to my stomach. But uh, let's see. We have... Yeah, 7% in December from a year earlier. So prices paid by U.S. consumers jumped 7% in December from a year earlier, which is the highest inflation rate since 1982. It's the latest evidence that rising costs 
have been impacting the nation, which, you know, obviously immediately turns political about, you know, left going against the right and right going against the left. But so according to Buffalo Services, Buffalo Service Credit Union dot org. Okay. Nailed it. A 30 year fixed rate is 3.5%. 3.6 for 15 year fixed rate. Yeah. Which is good. That's yeah. low. Yeah. For a 30 year too, especially the, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we're obviously looking all over the, the map, but we'll see what happens. So I got my VA home loan too that I have to use. Yeah. So that'll is help there a lot. A, a date on that where you can't use it after you turn like 40 or whatever? No. No, that's good. Yeah. No. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. No, rocking it. So got that. But yeah, so that was the weekly recap of what you and I did. And then coming up for this coming first playoff game, uh, which you're a I mean, even if you're a Patriot, you're not going to get this in time for that game. Not in time for it, but you will get it right after. Yeah, right after. So um, we'll be at your house. Uh, we're going to be making a bunch of cocktails for a oh, yeah. couple cocktail posts. Um, yeah, you got to figure I, out what cocktails you want to make. Yeah, which is simple. I mean, is it no? We got a whole book right there. We can. Well, make we got to figure out ingredients, bro. I don't we have a lot of stuff. We got a book right there. No, I got to. We got to go get stuff. Yeah, then. that's fine. Quick stop at Weggies. Money. That's that's cheap. Gotta carry cash. It's fine. Danny Weggies over, over at the headquarters. You know, <laughs> yeah. getting after it. But if you don't know that useless fact, Danny Wegmans is a huge cokehead. So is he really? Oh my god. I don't know. Yeah, he's blowing more snow than Scarface, making his <laughs> nose froze. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But um, so that brings us right into the perfect segue about adults being absolute garbage. So. Uh, I found a new pet peeve at the brisk age of 29 years old going on 30. Yeah. What is it? I can't stand when quote unquote adults don't adult. What do you, what's the age where you have to be an adult? I mean, 18, right? Figure it out. Step up. I mean, what would you say? 21? Honestly, I would probably say like, 23, 24. Because. Why don't you just go 25 then? 25 then. He's raising the the time here. 20, 25. But I, I would think to me, you should be out of your parents' house living on your own at least at age 25. Like once you hit 25, what are you doing still home? Figure it out. What do you mean at max 25? Because yeah. you said at least 25. At max 25. Like once you hit 25. Why are you still home? We were, what, 24 when we bought our first home? I was 24. I was 20. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say 26, but it was a joke. Um, I bought my first home in 2015, so I was 23 when I bought my first home. 23, yeah. But still, 
even get out and get an apartment. Like live without your parents for a little bit. Like yeah. try to live life a little bit. Right. And to me at that point, you're like adulting. Like you have to get your own groceries. You have to do your own shit or else you won't survive. That's at the point where I think that you're truly an adult. If you just turn 21, like great. You can drink now, but you can still be living at home. I was still living at home. I didn't have any responsibilities. So that's what I would think. There's also the, you know, the ridiculous argument of, which I consider ridiculous. I mean, everyone's going to have their own opinion, but the, we can't afford this. We can't afford that. You know, minimum wage should be higher. Um, How am I supposed to afford a house if I can't afford rent? You have a $1,000 phone sitting in your hand at all points of the day. You're wearing name brand clothing like L.L. Bean. You know, you spend $140 on sneakers. Dial that back and then work up to that point. Maybe, you know, like grow up about what you're putting your money towards. Don't just demand more money so that you can, quote unquote, keep up with the Joneses. Like that's, you know, that's a hot take. My favorite thing is when people our age complain or people younger than us, because now we're not at that age anymore. No. People younger than us that complain like the bank won't approve me for a $900 mortgage, but I can pay $1,500 in rent. I hate that meme. such an absolutely stupid argument correct the bank doesn't care what you can and can't afford they care if you're gonna buy this house and then foreclose on it because you're a loser it's also not accurate just because you can pay your mortgage doesn't mean you can afford anything else that comes with the house internet all the utilities property tax and school tax which if you didn't roll into your mortgage with an escrow then you have to pay for that at tax time so if you can't afford that, then yeah. And that's the first wake-up call for real life is when you try to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And then you get smacked in the face by reality and you're like, nope, you're still garbage. You're poor. Yeah. You can't afford this. Coming from a previous landlord that I was, you are paying more for monthly rent because I am taking on all the responsibilities of owning your house. Correct. That's what it is. I'm. is. You're not paying more just because I'm the slumlord or whatever. You are paying more because I'm taking on all the legal responsibilities of the place that you live. So you're going to pay more because you don't have any of that responsibility. I hate that argument. It's the dumbest argument. And it doesn't include all the other things that come with either or in regards to what you owe a month. It's just a blanket number and then they spin it. It's just total nonsense. The other argument that I hate is how am I supposed to buy a house on minimum wage? Right. You're not supposed to buy a house on minimum wage. Correct. Move off in the world. Correct. Yeah, good. I career. don't know why. Why is that such a controversial topic? Because people are soft. People are soft. That's really what it comes down to. They're soft. They don't want to leave Tim Hortons. They don't want to leave McDonald's. They don't want to leave Starbucks. They want to unionize. You're pouring coffee, all right? Until you run a forensic audit on a company, you don't deserve what you think you deserve. Right. Wake up. Sorry. Like, I, I can't. I literally get so annoyed about, oh, we're going to unionize. Cool. Now your stupid coffee that was $5.50 is now going to be $9.80, and you're going to get less hours, but you're unionized, so good for you. The whole thing is stupid. And you're going to be replaced by robots, like what happened to McDonald's. You're not going to get the same hours. You have to remember that even though you unionize, your boss is still looking to make money, and the owner of the company and is still looking to make money. you have to pay union dues. Correct. So you're not going to bring home as much, because now you got to put some of your paycheck into the dues of the union. See, you're getting all these great things, but are you really? It's nonsense. The last thing that should happen to unionize is a Starbucks. And of course, we're put on the map as, oh, we're, we're making change. This is great. 
it's a bunch of Inuits that don't understand yeah. world economics, and it makes me sick to my stomach. But that's fine. When, they, so, where do you so, think? Hold, you, on, hold on, hold sorry. on. So the whole thing. <sighs> I love well, these episodes. Why this started was because I'm dealing with people that are supposed to be adults, and they're not adults, and I get hit with excuses of, "Oh, I forgot. I thought about it three times, but I forgot." Well, your piss poor time management and initiative in life is directly impacting families, not only yours, right, but mine, and secondly, the person, because this person, so for example, for example, you were a landlord, your basement floods, your tenant calls you, says, I have two fractures in the foundation of the home. I need this sealed out because there's water all over the place and it's a finished basement. You're a huge sports fan as a tenant and all you want to do is sit at your bar and watch the game, but you can't because water's everywhere. So you call your landlord and say, hey, I need this fixed. Here's the video evidence. How do you want me to proceed? Call the guy that was there at the last time that fixed the other fracture that we found and go from there. Perfect. Work is done. The estimate's provided. Hear nothing for days. The basement's torn open. Walls are exposed. All the work's ready to complete. Waiting on the landlord to write a check. Person shows up who's going to do the work and says, I'm here to collect the check for your deposit so we can do the work and get your tenant back up and running. The game is on Saturday. I'm sorry, I forgot. I thought about it three times. I don't have the check. I forgot. This landlord runs a business. I say I will keep the tenant posted on what is now like transpired. Nope. Please don't tell the tenant. Okay, you're the landlord who legally owns the home. I guess you have some say. I won't tell them. When can we link up? When I'm out and about, I'll let you know. I'm going to walk away now so that I don't commit arson. (laughs) This isn't strong enough. And I, like, that is what bothers me. Not because, like, from, from my job's perspective, I didn't get a set, like, I don't care. What bothers me is that this is directly impacting this dude's life. He's relying on not only me to do my job, because I'm doing my job. I've showed up at your place of business, not even your home, to collect a check to then get this on the book so we can seal it. But he's relying on you. He pays you every month, and you just forgot, Mm -hmm. but you run a business? Like So if your business, which then gets judged, right? Like, okay- Paint super outdated. Everything's in disarray. You have people waiting. There's no bell to let anybody know that you're there. Except it's a, it's a salon. Like what is happening? Like what is going on? Then you come out 30 minutes late for the appointment that we set for me to come and pick up the check, and then tell me, oh, I forgot it. Well, now you just let him down, and that's when I get mad. Because from like you know being an adult. There, there's things that are affected because of your piss poor actions, and that then the whole like, you know, not to play that card, but it, it happens. Like mm-hmm. that, then it's be, beat into me of like the whole, 
like be a leader and like now now you've you've caused more issues I can't like I get very mad and then I go home and watch the Sopranos and then I get all these good ideas of what you could do to someone even though it's not realistic and I'm like golly I think we need to up these beats to five minutes for you today if you're an adult be an adult take care of your business and handle it as soon as possible that like and stop making excuses and grow up you know what kind of put that into perspective for me I turned five. No, I'm just kidding. What Put that into perspective for me. You're going to have to pay it anyway. You might as well do it now and get it off your plate. Correct. I don't understand people that have high credit card balances. This is another thing that I don't like. This is one of my pet peeves. Why? You took that $400 TV that you bought on your credit card. You didn't pay it. And now that thing's worth like $1,200 because of interest and all that stuff that you forgot to pay. And now you have overdraft or overcharge fees that you didn't pay for that month. You have interest that accrued that whole year that you didn't pay. What are you doing? If you can't afford the TV, don't buy the TV. Don't put it on your credit card saying, I'm going to get to it. Pay for what you can. No one's going to judge you. If you have a 32-inch TV that you're looking to upgrade, and the only way for you to upgrade is to put it on a credit card, don't do it. Just live with the 32-inch TV if you can't afford the 40-inch. What are you doing? Same thing with this. If you can't afford it, then tell me you can't afford it. Maybe you should sell the house. And I know she can. Like That's, that's even more frustrating. Correct. Like it's just It's just a lack of initiative, and that's what bothers me. Like Life's not that hard. Yeah. But, you know... It's fine. Everything's fine. It'll all work out. It's very frustrating. So, anyways. Um, so, you're watching The Sopranos. Yeah. Let's get to a cheerier topic. Murder. Um, what uh, What season are you on? Season two. And it's good so far. There's like five or six seasons. Um, it's So, like, what type of a show is it? Because, like, I've heard it's kind of like a comedy a little bit, right? Oh, it, dude, I laugh every episode. Well, I know that you laugh, but you laugh at death. So is it a comedy for most people, or is it just a comedy for you? Like, is it meant to be funny, I guess? There's aspects of it that are meant to be funny, where they'll insult each other, and then it's, like, designed to get you to laugh. So, so it's there's not, that. It's, it's not like Boardwalk. Boardwalk wasn't meant to be funny. No, correct. Okay. Yeah, that so was like more a, funny than Boardwalk. That was like a dramatic thriller. Yeah. This is... Like aspects of comedy, but it's not a comedy. It's aspects of comedy. Uh, drama, thrill, like blanket categories, like drama, thriller. It's just good writing, but it just follows. It follows the family and their business, and there's different characters. There's different players in the game. There's like there's all these different things that are going on, but it's still like real life. Like the mom goes to a home. Like how does that impact the family? Like all these realistic things occur and at the same time it's it's the mob so like then there's kids and how do the kids perceive their parents and how does that dynamic work and all of those things are really well written it's all fictional right yeah um see that's why i don't know if i can get into it but i mean fictional like it's the mob's a mob so if you had to document you know what happens after five o'clock and then you go home or like how does that work if you're a mobster? Then, yeah, it makes sense. It's uh, it's not unrealistic, put yeah, it that way. Okay. And it's not super gory. Like, <clears throat> it's just it's just raw. And it's there's aspects of it that are funny. Where is it based? They're in New York. New York? 
New York and New Jersey. It's good. It's just a good show. Yeah. It's just it's something to watch. Um, aspects of it are funny. What do you, where do you rate it right now compared to Boardwalk? Um, Boardwalk being five out of five, I'd put Sopranos at like three and a half, four. Okay. As yeah, of now. It's pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, it's a solid show. It's it's worth watching. Yeah. It's worth watching. You got to give it like, I don't know, anywhere from one to three episodes. But then, and the only reason is because after the first episode, you're just like, what? And then you watch the second episode, and then you just realize it just starts hot. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, okay. And then by the fourth episode, you understand like characters and where everybody lies sure. and like, you know, structure and things. And you're just like, oh, that's, that's fine. Like, I'll just, okay, sounds good. This is it. This is The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep watching it. It's good. That's cool. Yeah. It's it's just a good show. But you didn't take my recommendation. You started a new show. So what's your new show, Derek? I started Dope Sick. I never heard of it. Is it, it on is like so good. Is it on Paramount streaming sister company that no one knows about? Or <laughs> that I just have access yeah. to. <laughs> no, it's on Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> you have okay. Hulu, right? I do. Yeah. So But I don't have the upgraded <clears throat> no, it's fine. You don't version of it. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't right. have that either. All right. Might get it, but I don't have it. Um so this Came from Tom. So if Tom, if you're watching, he's not. this recommend. Yeah, he's not. He tuned out like 120 20 episodes ago. Correct. So except for his special interviews, that's the only thing he watched. <laughs> so it came from a recommendation from Tom, and I also heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast, which reminded me that I need to start watching this. And Gina was interested in it too. But basically, the premise of it is how big pharma ruined our comp- our country. Oh yeah, which is awesome. So the first entire episode is following the family who ran Purdue Pharma and the I don't I have not read anything about the show all I heard was that it's about pharmacy pharmaceuticals ruining our country so I don't know if episodes 2 through 8 cuz it's a season are following the same story but the first episode is how Purdue Pharma convinced doctors through the use of the FDA that opium the um Oxycontin was actually less addictive and it's okay for doctors to prescribe their patients that are experiencing moderate to high pain thresholds and they won't get addicted to it, causing them to overdose and die, which is a complete lie. So I won't give away too many details, but it's a fascinating whole series so far, this first episode about the relationship between the pharmaceutical companies, the FDA, and it's all written by actors like michael keaton is the actor and the director of the entire show and you know who's also the main character so far is arnold rothstein he's the main character in this new show it's such a well-written show and it just goes to show you how completely fucked the fda is oh no doubt it's so corrupt it's terrible dude and gina was watching this one show about how the fda is like manipulating things in our food like nutritional facts within our food and how insanely corrupt our government is outside of like you guys got to understand government isn't just the president i know that people like to associate the president with government and yeah he kind of like is the top of it all but all these organizations under him are completely destroyed and changing the president every year or every four years isn't going to change the fda so there's some major issues at play that the fda is in direct control over that they're not doing no, because they're, they're making money. Exactly. They're making money. So this whole thing was about Purdue Pharma making as much money as they can and fudging the data basically to say that this 
new drug isn't as addictive as like Vicodin and the other pain medications, and that doctors should start prescribing this instead. Mm-hmm. It's wild, dude. Yeah, you should you should check that out after you're done watching Sopranos because we're gonna do a little flip flop. When you're done with Sopranos, you're gonna jump to mine, and I'm gonna jump to yours. There you go. But I'll jump to yours sooner because this is only eight episodes so far. Oh, okay, it's, but it's so far it's really good, and I love Arnold Rothstein. He's hysterical. Yeah, oh but he's like a, he's. I told Gina last night he plays like Nelson in this new one though, where he's just like this, this disheveled old man that knows a lot. It's really good. It's a, it's I'm smiling good inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Question. Yep. Answer. How much time we got? We're at forty-five. Okay. All right. How do you feel about you do your nighttime routine, you crawl into bed, you either read a book or you watch like 45 reels and then send the good ones to your friends before going to bed? Dude, I can always tell when you're in bed because I get no joke a thousand reels a night and I have to scroll through them (laughs) and you go to sleep so early too compared to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't go to sleep early. When do you go to sleep? Like 9, 15, 9, 30? Like you lay in bed? I'm in bed by like 8, 30, 9 o'clock every night. Yeah. So we stay up on the couch. We don't go to sleep like in bed until 10 o'clock at like the earliest. So I'm sitting on the couch watching a show and I just get new message from Mike, new message from Mike, new reel from Mike. <laughs> and it's just over and over again. You're not alone. And it's so funny though. There's a, There's like the same... I would say seven to nine people that get all of the reels. And the one time where I realized I had a problem was <laughs> my friend who's not even on this coast sent me a message saying, bro, are you bored? And I was like, no, these were just really funny. And then I scroll up in our thread and realize there's there's like 15 reels. <laughs> And I go, golly, like this isn't this isn't okay. Like I just gotta put it down and then just go to bed. But they're all like the, the algorithm figured it out. Yeah. Like I'm getting dark humor reels and sending them to you. And I go, this is hysterical. Then there's also like just really funny random car ones. There's there's ones that other people send me that I have to send to you. Like there's those thrown in there. Yeah. So I have a question. It's for you a trap. You love reels, and I will send you TikToks. So here's Why the difference. Why do you think that reels are better? It's not that they're better. It's just easier for me to view. And here's why. If you send me a link to a TikTok, a, t- a TikTok, <laughs> geez, I, I sounded like I was 65. If you send me a TikTok. Book faces. Yeah, the book of faces. If you send me a, a TikTok through text message, I have to click the link. It opens up Safari browser. Then I have to move a puzzle piece over to verify that I'm not a robot. Then oh, it opens really? a TikTok. Then I got to play it. Then I got to watch it. Then I got to close out, delete browser history, then respond. On Instagram, it's just in our thread. So I open Instagram, click messages, click your name, and then view it. And then back out, view your next one, back out, and then I can instantly reply to all of them. So it's just way faster and easier sure, on Instagram. But if you download a TikTok, it would be easy too. Dude, I guess, but it would just open the app. But the issue, though, is two things. One, I don't want to support China. And two... <laughs> Do you honestly think that Facebook and Instagram have no relation to China at all? Of course. They, dude, if you don't think Mark Zuckerberg's in bed... <laughs> Zuckerberg. 
the TikToks. <laughs> yeah, with all the TikToks and all the Chinese men. Yeah, of course he is. But I, it's just easy. it's just easier. Plus, I'm gonna canceled. see I'm gonna see them on Reels anyways yeah. on Instagram. So I don't really care to download another app. So then just get stuck in this hole and not go to sleep. <laughs> so that's why I cut it off at like 9:30. I'm like, golly, like I just gotta go to bed. So then I just turn it all off and then I just put my phone on Do Not Disturb and then I wake up to like. 15 notifications because then everybody else catches up and they're like dude you're so annoying I'm, i know i am i have a problem i can't help it <laughs> then there's like puppy ones you know i i can't it's yeah. bad but yeah i just i always laugh because there's some really funny oh yeah there's some really good dark humored reels i guess i gotta start getting on the instagram reels you, all thing. you do is click the center button but i know but i just don't use instagram that much like if it's not for our podcast i honestly <clears throat> I think the last time, let me look right now because we have no other content. So let me look right now. My Instagram right now, the last time that I uploaded anything to my Instagram was oh, probably your proposal. No, the, just after the um, Buffalo happy hour thing, the whiskey. So December 3rd was the last time I uploaded to my Instagram. Before that was November 10th. Before that was October 6th. So I upload like once a month before October 6th was June 20th. I don't use Instagram at all. But I don't post a lot of photos on Instagram on my personal Instagram. I just spend a lot of time in Reels and then See, my DMs yeah. responding to friends because I have like different group texts. I got one from deployment. I got one all on Instagram? Yeah. And then I got a group text with my buddies in South Carolina. Why don't you just text them? We just have – because we share stuff on Instagram. Like we share Reels. We we share like different um, – You're such a millennial. Well, I, I guess, but like <laughs> – like the Buffalo Bills um, Instagram account, like I'll send them different graphics. Yeah. They'll send me some from Tennessee. Um, we'll talk like just different pages that we follow. It's, dude, it's a gamut. And then the deployment one is just nothing but like hookers and blow and ARs. And yeah. it's just, it's a riot. But yeah, it's, it's a zoo. I don't, if it wasn't for the podcast, I said this multiple times, I'd be off social media. Yeah. I hate it so much. But I can the, get by without on, it, yeah. but I just laugh. But then I'm at the on TikTok nonsense. and like I'll I'll look at our Buffalo Happy Hour TikTok and then I'll scroll for a second and I'll laugh and then I'll send something to you and I'm like Mike hates when I do this because it's TikTok. But yeah, that's our uh, first world problems here. Yeah, basically too many apps. Yeah. So all right, let's wrap it up. Next week we'll dive into two. other exciting nonsense and we'll figure something out. We'll probably talk about the bills, but it's fine. Yeah. Playoffs. So, um. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your time and energy and support. If you are not a Patreon member and want to be, uh, go to our Instagram, coincidentally. Click the link tree, and then you can find our Patreon link there. Patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. Or that, and then you can pick your tier that you want to be at. Uh, we appreciate any and all support. And then if you are not top tier, get there. Right. And we will see you guys next week, as well as other fun ad reads. We got some fun things in the pipeline. Obviously, interviews coming up as well. Uh, Derek, take us out. Everybody, thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you like this video. Leave a comment down below. What was your favorite part of today's episode? Uh, if you are interested, you can leave a comment down below as well, which you would like us to talk about next week so we have topics, or else Mike and I are just going to go off the rails again like we did this week, which I highly do not recommend. It's fun for us, but I don't know if it's 100% fun for you guys. So thank you very much for tuning in. If you have uh, looked at our 
whiskey that we're doing with Clonic Kilty Distillery. Congratulations. If not, I suggest you get on that pre-order right now. You can download the Addy's app at Addy's Wine and Spirits uh, on the Google Play or the Apple App Store. You can download their app and you can search Clonic Kilty, C-L-O-N-A-T-I-Y, right? Nope. Clana, C-L-O-N-A, Clana, K-I-L-T-Y. There you go, nailed it. Clana Kilty, B-H-H, I can spell that one, and it's pretty easy, B-H-H, on the Addy's app, and then you can order it right now, but it won't be available for pickup until closer to St. Paddy's Day, and if you follow our Instagram, you'll obviously be able to know when that is happening, when we actually do release it. So if you want to pre-order, you have to order through the app. Thank you, everyone. If you are going to order that whiskey or pick up any other whiskey from Addie's, we always recommend, please drink responsibly. Be a good person. And Michael. Don't litter. Oh, we're out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.